one major challenge for companies developing advanced technologies is that people won't understand what they're doing. This may be the case for Vaxis, a company working out of the Pagliuca Harvard Life Lab that has developed a technology using silk bipolymer to stabilize biological compounds. Basically, Vaxis is developing therapeutic and diagnostic products that will be more stable so that more people across the world can use vaccines that they currently can't because of environmental factors. Think about it, there are places across the globe that can't get the vaccines and medications they need basically because they don't have refrigeration capabilities that are needed to keep some of these medications cold. Vaxis is trying to solve that. I sat down with Michael Schrader, Vaxis' CEO, for our next Harvard Innovation Lab story. I'm here with Michael Schrader of Vaxis Technologies, uh, which can you explain, for, I'll let you explain what you do, but it's a really interesting company. You've been around for a while. You've had some success. You've won some awards here in Boston. Uh, you were here at the iLab, you were at Lab Central, and now you're back here at the Harvard Life Lab. Um, and so we'll get into a little bit of that, but first I want to f- hear from from you, like in your own words, what you guys do. So explain to me what Vaxis is and, and what you guys are currently doing and working on right now. Yeah, Vaxis really has two different goals, and both of them are aimed at getting more vaccines to more people around the world. Uh, We have a platform technology that allows us to stabilize vaccines so they can be shipped without refrigeration. And the uh, kind of downstream application for that is is not only can we make heat-stable vaccines, we can make them in novel formats. We call it a microneedle patch, small patch about the size of a postage stamp, almost looks like a piece of Velcro that you basically push onto your skin to deliver vaccines directly into the skin it eliminates the needle and syringe. It's a much more compact package and also includes that heat stability. So again, it gets back to this concept of making it far easier to get more vaccines to more people around the world. And in terms of kind of, you've been growing the company for a while, so what do you work, like what is the, the kind of the challenge right now that you're working on? So we've got a number of products under development, both with pharmaceutical partners as well as we, we're very fortunate to bring on some Gates Foundation funding. So yeah, congratulations. That You just announced that this, this week. Just announced it. Uh, so about $6 million will support work with the polio vaccine, the measles rubella vaccine. So at this point, we've really got a, about six or seven different products under development on the platform, all of which we're working as, as hard as we can to get them into the clinic as quickly as possible. So is that kind of the biggest challenge for you, like getting these things into the clinic, or are there other things that are, that are you know, not only are you having to, to follow, you know, follow regulations and, and go, you know, get FDA approval and, and get things into the clinic, but you also are building a business at the same time. You know, what challenges have you faced along the way while doing both of those things? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, we're fortunate to have a great R&D team that is pushing forward the technology, but it is hard. It's very complex. There's a lot of elements to it uh, that make it challenging from a product development standpoint. For me personally, the, the, the two biggest challenges are always fundraising. So we are, again in this unique space where we have funding both from the global health community, so organizations like Gates Foundation, NIH, NSF are supporting efforts on globally focused products, and then we've got to go out and find funding from the VC community, from the pharma community on products that have larger commercial potential. So kind of balancing those funding sources, making sure that we're getting access to both groups, getting funding to support those products is is probably my biggest challenge on a day-to-day basis. And so you started, you were here at the iLab, early days of the iLab. And now you're back, you're in the, the, the kind of relatively new uh, Pagliuca Harvard Life Lab. Uh, you know, what, what has your experience been at the iLab and, and now at the Life Lab? And kind of how has cha- the Harvard Innovation Labs, as, it, as it's being called now, changed and, and evolved uh, in your time, you know, beginning and, and now? 
Yeah, I think at a high level, I would say it's it's grown up a little bit. So when we first started, uh, we were the second or third company in the iLab. Really, none of the companies in there had any idea what they were doing, right? We all had big ideas and whiteboards and candy, but beyond that, we didn't have much to it. And what's been exciting for us, I think we, we left that ecosystem for a couple of years. We as a company have now grown up in terms of capabilities, certainly in terms of funding, product development. We've come back into this ecosystem where there's now this really nice mix of companies that are, you know, honestly really close to getting products to market, um, as well as those early stage dreamers. So you still get the folks in here that I think bring the energy, the vibrancy that are early on in the game and you put them alongside those folks who are kind of grinding it out in the later stages where you're you're just in the heat of development. And it just creates this really neat ecosystem of people who have been there and done that and those who are, I think, well on their way. So that's probably the biggest part I see. And you know, how, is the, how has the Harvard Innovation Labs been most beneficial to you? Uh, in terms of helping support you as a, as a, as a company? Yeah, so I, you know, I can't understate the importance of the space itself. So when you're a tech company, I think desk and chairs, really all you need, you can find that in a Starbucks. When you're a life science company, you've got to have a well-built, well-established lab infrastructure, a lot of pretty expensive equipment. So for us to be able to come back into a facility that provides all of that for us, uh, allows us to simply pay a month-to-month monthly fee was really, really critical. Um, so I'd say that's one aspect of it. I'd say the second aspect of it is this kind of community building aspects. Our team is now up to 16 employees, so we're pretty big, but it's still really nice to feel like you're part of a bigger ecosystem. You've got different viewpoints, you've got different expertise. If we need to tap into somebody who knows a specific area, skill uh, that we don't have within our team, we know they're here somewhere within this ecosystem. So that's been really important as well. Excellent. And so what's next for Vaxis? What's coming down the pipeline? What are you working on? So we've got to get into the clinic. Uh, I think that's really the pressure Mm -hmm. we feel now. uh, We've you know, really demonstrated the power of our platforms in a lot of different animal models. And now it's basically getting over the hurdles of moving those from interesting research projects to full-blown product development efforts that are really going to go out and make a difference in the field. So that's, that's our pure focus for the next two or three years. Excellent. Well, good luck. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.